This is Rough Riders Radio, where real hip hop lives. She's motivated, innovative, inspirational, with real life understanding and real talk with real situations. It's Rob, the Red Pill Talk Show. Let's go, let's go. What's up, y'all? This is your girl, Riley the Red Pill, coming at you. And again, I thank you all for joining me, and I am super excited about... I'm on Rough Rider Radio, y'all. Yes, it is my time to shine, and definitely my guests are always shining. As you all know, my conversations are about the things that we don't want to talk about, the discussions we need to have, and things you can be educated on. Today, I am happy to have in the house, as you all know, I created my platform for men, right? So today I am blessed to have, uh, and ladies, y'all always know, my men are always so attractive. I know y'all can't see them, but uh, <laughs> but you'll see pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but today I have as my guest in the studio, Mr. Jasir Franklin, affectionately, affectionately known as the King Ruler. We're going to find out what that's all about. You want to explain that. But he is a native of South Central Los Angeles. And in 2019, this was when your world was shaken. Um, He was at his core and he lost not only his house, not only his business, but his wife and his family. But the understanding of going through those times that we think that there's just no way to come up, trying to find an outlet, trying to regain self-understanding. He took it upon himself, and he is the founder of CA Ticketmasters, Heal PTHD. Now, check this out, y'all. Heal PTHD is a post-traumatic hood disorder. That's right, I said hood (laughs) disorder. And we're going to get a better explanation of what that means when we get into this conversation. But he also is the founder of Ori Inan. Did I pronounce that correctly? Ori Inan. Ori Inan. And that's O-R-I-E-N-I. Yes. So let me just get into my conversation. And you all welcome Mr. Jasir Franklin to the Rough Riders radio station of Riley the Red <laughs> Pill, y'all. <laughs> Jasir, thank you for coming in. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> thank you for having me, though. You are welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. So first of all, why do they call you King Ruler? Good question. Um, it's it's two sided. Okay. First one is because I used to be a graffiti artist in my hip hop days. Oh wow! And my graffiti name was Ruler. I used to write Ruler on everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did pieces too. I wasn't just a, a a writer on things. I was. I did pieces and murals and stuff too. Did you? Yeah. Um, so wait a minute. Hold on. You can't just skip past that because back in the day. And what I know graffiti from and being in hip-hop is the railroad stations, um, different, you know, buildings and what have you. So, like, you being in that, being a a graffiti artist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And doing those things because, you know, it wasn't legal. No. (laughs) How did you get away with it? Or how did you do it? Or how do y'all have the time to do it? Because I really want to understand. We was kids, so we had all the time in the world. Okay. But... You know, you go to a store, you steal some paint, you steal oh, some markers. See, there it is. We call it racking, and you know, <laughs> you go get some paint, you go get some markers, and you go get you some books. You draw in your book, you make your little sketches, and then you take them to the wall and and and, and draw them out. That's creative. Yeah. Okay, so it is artistry to it. It's, it's definitely it's super artistry. It's the artistry that people paint murals with spray paint. Right. That takes people exactly. days and days and and probably weeks to make with with brushes. But they do it with spray paint and it looks even better. It's it's. I got some amazing homies that still do it. Yeah. That's really good at it. So now you're saying they still do it. So is it saying now it's accepted? No, nah, they. Well, it's accepted in certain places okay. now because hip hop has gotten so big. Absolutely. Right. So Absolutely. all the elements, except for that one, gets gets it gets very little notoriety. Right. But for the most part. It's everywhere on logos. It's in people's logos nowadays. You see murals painted on buildings nowadays. That's basically graffiti. Because one of the things you did say, and that that is a key point, 
That's history. Yeah. It's part of hip hop. Yeah. Because if you think about it, we always used to see murals mm-hmm. when they were pop locking and, and doing all the different types of dances back Beach then. Street, Rainbow, exactly. all of that. Yeah. yeah. Bring yeah. back the movies. Come on out. Yeah. yeah. So that's a part of history. Yeah. And that's unique. I mean, that's something. Listen, when you gave me the information you gave me, you didn't even mention that part. <laughs> <laughs> It's a but, lot of parts I could probably left off the table. That's but. all right. We got to talk a whole t- a lot yeah. of times to discuss it, so you good. Okay. You good. But um, that is really interesting, and I'm glad you were able to share because I've always wanted to know, like, how they had the time and not get caught. Because you know, again, back then it was illegal, so that's interesting. But that leads you into okay. Now, founder of CA Ticketmasters. Mm-hmm. So you have to expound on what that is exactly. I had five warrants in 2001, Uh right? And I was trying to get a job at the dealership, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't get it because they needed me to drive, right? Mm -hmm. So a friend of mine told me about a cat that was teaching people about traffic tickets, and I went to learn from him a little bit. And I took what he he taught me, and I went to a law library in downtown L.A., and I started studying the law about traffic tickets. Okay. Of how to get it. I didn't want to pay these people. It was like about 7000 I owed them at the time. So I was like, I don't want to pay them this money. So I, I tried to figure it out, and I took what he gave me, and I took what they had in the law library, mm-hmm. and I created these motions or briefs, they call them, right? Right. And I filed them on my tickets, and each one of them got dismissed. That's amazing. Yeah, each one of them, okay, all five. Okay, you, you, you still do that now? I know some people out there that need some help. Can you do it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I still do it Look, now. Look, me. No, I'm just kidding. But no, seriously, do you still do it now? Yeah, it's called TicketFacts.com now, but it's okay. not tic- CA Ticketmaster no more, but... Okay. It's TicketFacts.com. So they can go to your website? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll get back to that so they'll be able to connect with you about that because you need to still help some people. Yeah. Because how did this, so outside of the fact of you having tickets, you created this business to help people in South Central at the time. Yes. Correct? Yes. And um, a lot of people weren't stepping outside the box to do that. No. So what do you think you did differently? Like, and how do you, you know, because of that, how much did you help, you know, develop people on Get people on the right track. Because you got to take notoriety of what you're doing. Like, come on now. <laughs> Ruler. I mean. <laughs> that's that's great. Like, yeah. you're, you're purpose-driven. So you're helping mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know there was an opportunity to be able to, probably a lot of people didn't know, that you could get something, a motion, a brief, or anything to help, you know, get rid of these tickets that are sometimes outrageous. All the time. All the time, right? Because yeah. they double, triple without you even knowing. Yeah. So, yeah, so you help people through hard circumstances and situations. Yep. And you need to expound on that. So now that you've conformed it from there, so is it statewide or it's wherever your jurisdiction is at that time? or? It doesn't matter where you're at. It's the same play for me. Okay. Um, it's just that traffic tickets is just not real. Like, they're not real. People okay. make them real. I don't, I don't mean to say this probably on the air. No, you're fine. <laughs> this is what just, the station is about. Okay. This is what my conversations give. Oh. So they need to know. Like, this is the information we need to know. Yeah. They're not real. People make them real. Okay. They're voluntary compliance tickets. But if you know how to fight them and you know how to say I'm not complying to it and you know what the verbiage is, because legalese is a whole different language. Okay. It's not like the Webster's Dictionary. That you're not. If you see blue in the dictionary or Webster's Dictionary and you see blue in a Black's Law Dictionary, it's going to mean two different things. Wow. So um, once you learn the legalese uh, complexity of it all, it becomes a whole lot easier. Okay. Right? So... Um, I just simplify it for people. I just break it down from my way of I understood it, being from the hood. Mm-hmm. And I just break it down from how I understood it. That's how I teach it. And I have them to do it. I don't do it themselves because I can't give you legal advice. I'm not a lawyer, so none of that's going to happen. Okay, just put that on the record, disclaimer. right? Just put that's the disclaimer, disclaimer out there. Okay, they want to send the, send the alphabet soup at me. That's, let's make sure we, we got this correct. But I just share the information that I have, and then you take it and do what you do with it. Gotcha. But well, that helps a lot of people because, again, mm-hmm. you're just bringing knowledge, letting us know that. So we'll give y'all his information if you want to connect with him to get even even further educated. Excuse me. Even further educated. I don't know why I'm talking about my words today. <laughs> or just to make a link with you just to find out the information. Exactly. That's excellent. But coming from different aspects of your life, and um, you created an organization, PTHD. Now, mm-hmm. we know post-traumatic. 
mm-hmm. for various reasons. It could be from military, it could be from incarceration, it can be from family ties. But you said PTHD, <laughs> <laughs> which is post traumatic hood disorder, y'all. So listen, when you first said that to me, I was like, how is that possible? But I can. She said, how is that possible? <laughs> But after your explanation, in which I want you to share um, just that sure. and share that understanding, I can see, I better understand, I mean, because we all have had our hoods. Mm-hmm. We've all grew up in environments that required us to live at certain levels of our life that we didn't know where we were coming from. We didn't know what we had to go through. We mm-hmm. just had to do what we had to do. Mm-hmm. But, okay, PT, <laughs> PT, PTSHD. PTHD, excuse me, PTHD, PTHD, yeah. PTHD. I still want to put that post-traumatic stress in there, but it is a little stress. It's but a stress. post-traumatic hood disorder, come on now, what, what, what? Explain it to them, like, you know, just as we did in conversation. Well, I can go candid? Yeah, you okay. can go full without no cuss words. No cuss words, <laughs> no cuss words. I got you. Um, so if you look at the hood, which is predominantly dominated by black, brown people, right? right? But for black people in general, if you look at us and you use our, look at our, our data and our numbers, we're at the bottom of every last category, mm-hmm. right? Home ownership, financial, literacy, education, we're at the bottom of everything. Right. But we're at the top of everything that matters the most, meaning that if we have, take sicknesses and illnesses, we're at the top of the list for heart attacks. That's true. We're at the top of the list for diabetes. We have the top of the list of all of these things that kill us, mm-hmm. right? Why? Because look at the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's set up around that, right? The education system we get in elementary school through high school is probably the worst in the hood, Definitely. right? The food that we have access to is the worst. It's a food desert. And I've been around the entire country, I think, to black neighborhoods. And every time I go, it's the same play. Chinese restaurant, Chinese restaurant, <laughs> chicken so, stove, chicken, chicken wings, whatever. <laughs> yes, it's sad to say. And so, and I'm not laughing at the fact that this, this is not. This is to be understood that this is what's going on, and every black community is the same thing. Same thing, but it's a million churches on every corner, and it's everything around us to keep us where we at. Where we at, mm-hmm. right? So where they want us. Let me say that. It's kind of where they want us and where we seem to want to be. That's true. Right? That's true. We, we make music and soundtracks off of it and go platinum at this, at this time. It's been happening for a long time now. But we go platinum off of our own misery, right? Mm-hmm. Where else is there that gangs and violence is, is okay? Right. And then you can make music and make money off of the same thing and not go to jail for it. Where else is that besides the hood? Now, imagine this. You live that, that existence and then you leave the hood. Say you go get educated. You go to you go to uh, what's the name of the show on on, on Different World? Um, the school you mean? Yeah. Oh Lord, you have me go back. And Dang it, I forgot the name but of it. Let's just say Clark Atlanta. Okay, let's just say Clark Atlanta for. <laughs> I think that was one of the schools. I no, don't remember. You forgot. I forgot Y'all what it was now. Charges our heads, not our hearts. But go ahead. That was one of my favorite shows <laughs> it too. It was. But let's say you go to Clark Atlanta, you leave the hood, and you go to Clark, even though it's in the hood. <laughs> it is. <laughs> right, it is. but. So you go to Clark Atlanta, you try to leave the hood, and you want to better yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You're still taking that psycho- psychology you left the hood with mm-hmm. into that environment. that environment. And you're going to graduate and go get your good job taking that same mentality. You're going to go buy your house in this different zip code <laughs> with the same mentality. You're going to marry your husband or your wife with the same mindset because you can't get rid of the root. Mm. The root is still in the hood, mm-hmm. right? So I bet you your favorite music choice is going to be something hood related. I bet you your favorite food is going to be that same <laughs> food or something close to it, mm-hmm. right? Your mind, is, your mind is, is, a, is a tricky thing, and it's the programming that you start with. The mind is like a, a computer, basically. That's why I call it the class under the hood. Right. Because if you, you got the car is sick, but you got to go under the hood to fix the car, right? That's true. So we got to go up in the engine of our brain to fix where we came from. And that's kind of the concept of the PTHD. We're suffering from post-traumatic hood disorder because most of us have left the hood 
still have the mentality. But still have the mentality. That's interesting at the same point. So what made you come up with the, I mean, outside the fact that you grew up in that environment, knowing that environment, seeing that environment, putting this together to have a discussion about just this, because this is something that people don't want to discuss. It's like, yes, we know where we come from. Let's leave that to the wayside because we're trying to get what we want to get to mm. and want people to accept us where we're at now. Mm. Not where we came from, not the struggle, not the understanding, and not the times that we reflect back, Right. So what made you get to say, okay, this is the time to say PTHD is true in fact. This is something I need to expand on. This is something I need to share. I actually came up with the concept about 15 years ago. Oh, okay. Um, I was in going through another breakup, not the one that you, you talked about, but it was another one. I had went through a breakup. Again, you take this mindset into relationships, mm-hmm. right? But I, I uh, was going through this breakup, and I went to counseling. Mm-hmm. Um. It wasn't court ordered. I just went on my own, right? Um, and while I'm and while I'm sitting here, I'm talking to this lady. It was a Caucasian lady from Brentwood, California. That was so not a part of my equation, right? But I'm talking to her and I'm explaining my life story. And as I'm talking to her, I'm looking at her face, and she's looking like, "Wow, really? Like, what? How did she do that? Like, she's looking at me like I was just like this fish in a fishbowl." And I was like. And I started thinking, like, is my story really that bad? Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it. I was like, all the places I have seen and been around, like, when you leave the hood, you don't see these things. You don't hear helicopters flying every five minutes. You don't hear sirens all day. You don't get phone calls your homies got killed. Like, you don't get those things when you leave. So I was like, yeah, this is bad. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. I'm like, I might be have like, a hood disorder or something. I just said it in my brain at that moment. And I asked her about it and say, anybody doing any work with people from the hood, particularly? She said, no. I was like, well, we need to start some PTHD in this mud. <laughs> like, like, this is a real thing for a lot of people I know. Mm-hmm. But at that moment, I thought about it. I didn't know what to do with it. But I came back. It came back full circle about two years ago, three, four years ago. And what was that? When I got that divorce that you spoke of. Like, oh, yeah. it, it started again because it was like a cycle that came back from that one 15 years ago. To this one, and then it made me think about all of that stuff again. I was like, "Yeah, I still didn't know what to do with it, but I started studying the mind more, like how the mind works, the brain works, mm-hmm. and how we respond based upon what we see, our six, our senses, and everything that we do, mm-hmm. and our emotions versus our logic." And I started studying all that stuff. Um, it made me put it all back together, okay. and that's when I came with that. But that also leads into the fact, okay, going through therapy and at that situation, at that time, being yet another relationship that ended, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, in both of those situations, you recognize yourself, mm-hmm. which is key. Mm-hmm. Um, because that starts the growth of where you can get, a, you know, having that better understanding, be able to have a focal point as mm-hmm. far as going forward. But also being a man on the other side, and I say the other side, because we always focus on women in the relationships. Usually. Right. Yes. But it's, it's, it takes two. Always. And um, being a man and going through pain and going through divorce mm-hmm. and um, going through a trauma such as that, you're coping with it. What were your steps that you took? And um, and outside of the therapy, because that's a great step. I, not solely was it for that purpose, was it? No. Right. But what steps do you take to strengthen the you and you, and to regain to regain some semblance of balance in terms of life, you know, living hmm. life, spirituality, mm-hmm. being able to say I can do this again at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say something that's going to be very controversial. You might get a lot of hits off of this. That's fine. That's what my show does. I'm not going to curse, though. I promise. You're just going to curse. (laughs) (laughs) I promise. I'm not going to curse. But it's going to sound like a curse to a lot of men. Okay. I just had to admit that I didn't know what a man was. That's not... That shouldn't be a problem, though. Trust me. It's a problem for a lot of men. That's a problem problem that shouldn't be a problem. It really shouldn't. Because that's when you recognize you. You know, just like, okay... I was hearing someone talk about how we go through, and I can use myself as an example, being a young mom, for example, mm-hmm. at 17, going to 18, having a child, and 
being an only child and having parents, not necessarily do they give you all the tools to understand what your adulthood is going to be, nor the tools to what it's going to be for you to raise your children. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to learn your way. Mm -hmm. So who's to say we're the best at doing anything, even though we're forced into these situations? So it doesn't take away from you being, not understanding that you're not a man at that point. Yeah. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that that's, that's what people need to get to that, that it's okay moment. Because for you to say that, that's a lot. And I, I commend you for that. I respect you for that. Because that's truly a statement that if you can acknowledge that, and if more men would acknowledge that, we probably could get more understanding on balancing and everything that we do. I mean, it's, again, going back to the whole PTHD concept, like most of us men or women too grow up in a single parent household, yeah. right? So we don't necessarily see a man for the most part. Right. Right? So if you, I got this thing, how do I be a father if I've never been a son? That's right. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, like how do I be a father if I've never even seen that? Let alone how do I be a husband when I've never seen my mother with exactly. a husband or a good husband at least? Exactly. Like how do you do that? So you basically overcompensate with what you can buy, what you look like, what you smell, what you drive, and where you live. Those things ain't got nothing to do with you being a man. No. Nothing. Providing, what's, what's that thing? Protect and provide. That's not a man. Ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> that's something that's a byproduct of every animal on planet Earth. That's true. Right? But what that's is an actual man? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Right. How, do you, how do you identify that and define something you have never seen in your life? And I'm glad you shared that. Like, man, y'all need to hear this. Like, y'all, <laughs> <laughs> this is what y'all need to, it's, it's okay. Like, simply, it's okay. Yeah. We're, the expectation that society has set is that men are supposed to say, we are men, regardless if we don't know how to be, regardless mm -hmm. of what society is saying or how we go along in life. But in reality, if you don't know, you don't, don't know. know. I can honestly say, I don't know everything about being a woman. I'm still learning, even at now and and as life goes on, you're gonna to continue to learn. So that's key. So we're I love this. <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> love it. I love it. And I like that you put it in that perspective because a lot of remember they were big brother groups, um, men trying to help men. A lot of the time that we don't get the help in our communities and our culture is because of what you stated. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like if they don't know themselves, but they want to teach, they want to help, they see a problem. Mm -hmm. And we want to help the problem, but we don't know for sure if we're educating it properly. And that's because they don't know themselves. They don't know themselves. That's interesting. So, how, so do you take, okay, so PTHD. Mm -hmm. So, are you taking this, like, I mean, who do you reach and touch? Like, how do you share this disorder? Because Uniquely enough, I love what you're bringing, and like that's an understanding that we, no one wants to relate to. So it needs mm -hmm. to continue to be in the forefront because it might it's, it helps people. Yeah, yeah. What was your question again? So, <laughs> so how are you? Um, what are you doing with that organization as a whole? Like the understanding, if you will. Like, are you doing engagements? Are you have group sessions? Are you counseling people one on one now? Mm -hmm. You doing all I counsel people one-on-one. -on -one. I have a, a group thing that I do called Menergy that I help men, men with. Um, I love that. Yeah. I've been doing that That's for a couple energy, of years. Right? Yeah. Man, man energy. Menergy. Energy. But um, I do that. But the, the ultimate bigger goal is to get to the children. Absolutely. Like, And that the goal is to get this to colleges and high school where this, these kids, are, again, they have a chance. Mm -hmm to unplug early if they have the right seeds planted in their mind, right? right? So um, that's the ultimate goal right now. That's what I'm working towards now at this point. So going into schools and... and yes. Okay. That's important because someone has to build our culture. We're losing our black men, our black youth, in brutality, black-on-black -black crime, relationships, whatever the case may be. And the key and the goal is to support and strengthen our community. Because we need our black men. We need y'all. There's no society without us. We it's are the not, seed planters. Exactly. You can't garden the garden with no seeds. I'm sorry. 
Like, it doesn't make sense. But in your teachings and um, in your sharing of uh, your organization and just your counseling, if you will, because he's mm-hmm. a counselor as well as a guy, <laughs> um, and counseling on relationships, um, not saying you have to tell us your practice or what you actually do, but dealing with trying to bring the balance in a relationship, what is your outlook on um, just that? Like, people focusing on how men and women together bring a balance to work together, to build relationships, to unify, to relate. In today's society, that's an amazing question. Right. But... um, it's just what you said, balance. Like, you can't have one without the other one. Um, you can't have one without the other one. Like, you, <laughs> just the acknowledgement that you need me. Right. And I need you. Right. Right? Like, if, if couples, I'm more of a, when I talk to couples, I'm more of a, what's your purpose to be with him? I love it. And I asked her, her, him the same thing. What's your purpose to be with her? What was your purpose when you first asked her out? Like, what was what were, what were you really going after? Mm-hmm. What is your purpose to be together in the in long run in the first place? Whatever you want to call it. Like, why are y'all together? And it can't just be for love. Please tell me that ain't it. <laughs> no, I'm laughing because that's the answer to everything. People assume that love is just the answer for it all. No, but I'm sure when you ask that question. I'm sure they don't know. They don't exactly, or they just get stuck in that moment, mm-hmm. and that's something they never thought about. But you know why? Because people don't think about that. You know why? Because if I ask them the same question, what is your purpose for living in this world? Mm-hmm. They don't know. They don't know. Either they go to what they do, what they have, where they live, everything external, but what's inside their spirit and soul. So if you don't know who you are, how are you gonna know why you with somebody else? That's true. And how y'all gonna have a purpose together? Y'all purpose is to buy houses and live and pay taxes and die? Like, that's the purpose? And have kids? Like, that can't be the purpose. That can't be the purpose. No. That's good. And you need to, I love that. So you got to keep educating people on that. Do you do speaking engagements? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm definitely coming out to those. But, I mean, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious because you should be. Yeah. You should be. Yeah. Because um, these are the conversations that people need to have. Yeah. And that's key to understanding. You all get in relationships. You all get in marriages. You think that you're getting married because what? That person filled a void or that person's your best friend or you love them. They look good. They look, yeah, they look good. Y'all look good together. We look good in pictures. Yeah. I done heard that. I'm like, is that all we got? That's all we get on? Is that all we got to go? That's all we got to go. That's crazy. So with PTHD, with, um, and then, because you got to look at this collectively. CA ticket mm-hmm. and Ori Ina. Ori Ini. Ini. Guys, yeah. y'all know I mess up words. I am so sorry. Ori Ini. Mm-hmm. When I think of the three of them, me personally, um, it's purposeful. Um, you're giving to the community. You're looking at situations that have been in, traumatized. Mm-hmm. You're helping people get to the next level with understanding um, the difficult times. The healing process, mm-hmm. the mindset growth, mm-hmm. and the spiritual understanding. That part. And all of those work together. Yep. So I say that that way because there's a lot of things in life people don't understand. Um, like the jobs that you may have or the relationships you've been through. What, in reality, the alignment of all of that is. Mm-hmm. May it be experiences, may it be what where you are at position now or where you're to go Mm -hmm. like think about it like just think about your life think about your your job history your family your your youth your understanding where you are now Mm -hmm. and put all of those things together to see that full picture Mm -hmm. because what you said is key and those two questions are important People ask yourself, what is your purpose? And what is your purpose with that person? So they will know. Mm-hmm. So you, you stated under the Hood Academy? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is that? Listen, you got too many hats over here. 
<laughs> but it's not. But they all for the for a great cause. So you keep on doing what you're doing. I'm not taking that away from you. <laughs> this is still a part of a. This is still a PTSD though. Okay. It's just a, a nine hour workshop I've created under the hood, and we deal with every aspect of different hoods. Right? We go to different hoods, literally. Like we ain't banging on. We go to, <laughs> we go to different hoods. If it's where you know we go to like childhood. Adulthood, manhood, womanhood, marriagehood, like those type of hoods. Oh, you better say it just like it is. Tell them again. Because people don't know what the hoods are. <laughs> they think you talk about Latino, African American. <laughs> no, no. I no. mean, because I'm going to say I was thinking that too. But no, when you say the hoods, say those again. We go to a childhood because your childhood traumas are real. That's right. right. Then your childhood leads to adulthood. Right. Your adulthood leads to you trying to figure out your livelihood. Mm-hmm. Then you got to figure out what is manhood. You got to figure out what is womanhood. You got to figure out what is marriagehood. You got to figure out what is uh, parenthood. That's true. You got to figure out the neighborhood you live in. <laughs> That's true. Um, it's a whole bunch of different hoods we talk about, and we break it down and dissect it psychologically and spiritually. I do them both in everything I do. Right, so I give you the psychological concept, and then I give you a spiritual foundation to both, it, and it ends in a conclusion for you, basically, because right. you know what you need to do, and you know what you have going on in your life. Hopefully, right? Right. But hopefully, hopefully, not your purpose, right? <laughs> but we just break it down on both ends, and then we let we let the universe do the rest. Okay, I love that. So, getting deeper into the understanding of PTHD. And um, your explanation you just gave in all the hoods, again, <laughs> not looking at life in that perspective. Uh-huh. Let's get deeper into that understanding. Let's go. <laughs> so you explained it, but explain it, if you will. You know, like the in-depths of PTHD. All right. So PTHD in detail is, like I said, it's like a trauma. It's a trauma that's not being diagnosed in the hood. And it's we're walking around functionally traumatized, right? right? Mm-hmm. And it's affecting every last aspect of our lives. So I'll take an area. Let's take uh, relationships. Since we're talking about your show is about men and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, right? it is. <laughs> right? So let's take relationships and how us men show up in exactly. relationships. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So most of us that come from the hood is taught to be tough. Mm-hmm. We can't show weakness. That's right. We got to be on point and on guard at all times. You can't be emotional. No mm-hmm. one wants to hear a grown man tell another grown man about how he feels about his wife breaking up with him last week. Right. Or True. his girlfriend leaving last week. Or he get, he got cheated on last week. Mm-hmm. Or anything that will cause a normal person mm-hmm. <laughs> emotional damage, exactly. right? But we can't talk about that because that's weak. So from children, we are taught that we got to be tough. We can't show the weakness and we can't be emotional. Now imagine this. You grow up. All of a sudden you get with this emotional creature called a woman and say, I'm going to get married to her, mm-hmm. but I haven't been trained in emotion. Right. How does that supposed to work? Right. She wants you to open up and be transparent, but your whole life... You've been told you can't. You've been told you can't. Mm-hmm. Because you couldn't survive in that environment mm-hmm. by being emotional. That's right. So it's the traumas of the hood affects everything that we touch. It affects your food choices. It affects, of course, relationship choices, career choices. It affects how you go after uh, money and pursue it in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. You pursue it looking for money and not your own purpose. Mm-hmm. That's why it don't really last. And it, it's a saying in African spirituality: a person who chases money for the wrong reasons, the money will eventually belong to someone else. Ooh. Because you're not chasing it for your purpose. You're chasing it because you've been taught to survive. That's it. And you're looking for anything that you can hold on to that would allow you to survive. Mm. But not knowing that your purpose will let you survive forever. You will never retire from your purpose. I'm going to go back to something you said, true, um, which is true in fact, and mm-hmm. expound on men growing up and having that understanding, mm-hmm. but also women. 
Okay. And and I say that because when a man gets in that situation, they cannot share that emotion because I hate the word weakness. I hate it. I hate weaker weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I, I know we all have weaknesses, but men being weak, that's just not something that I, I, I like hearing at all because we all have weaknesses. Women can be weak mm-hmm. at something which creates a weakness. But what I want to say about that is that just like you're conditioned to be that man and only know that a man is supposed to have no emotion, is supposed to have strength, we as women we as women are conditioned the same way because that's the expectation. So what do we break that to, you know, give a balance to our men in our relationships? Who train who changes that? Like if we're all structured, all conditioned to have the same understanding, but you're still a human being, you still have those emotions. You're supposed to have those emotions. Mm-hmm. That's what you, your creation is, is built from. But mm-hmm. the frustration comes in because even though the conditioning is there, who changes the mindset? <laughs> Guess that nobody can look at the divorce rates. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. And we were just having that discussion. Like, that's the frustrating part about it. Mm-hmm. And you have so many people that want to be in relationships, can't hold on to relationships, don't know how to be in relationships based on those reasons. Based on those ways of growing up, based on the conditioning, the mindset, it's like, where do we where do we create balance? I mean, there's some of us that understand it, but the majority, yeah, yeah don't. Yeah. So, so you saying how do we correct it? Is that what you're saying? Asking? Yeah. Well, I'm sharing, but if you have mm-hmm. an answer, that's the hey. <laughs> well, okay. Um. I'll, I'll deal with me. It's just, it just it it comes to a point. Hopefully, in everybody's life, if you're dealing with that, it will come to a head at some point. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're going to get tired. Right. You're going to get tired of repeating the same cycle. You're going to get tired of starting over from scratch. Right. <laughs> like you should be asking yourself why. Like why am I starting over from scratch? Why can't I keep someone? You can be the most finest woman on planet Earth or the most handsomest dude that anyone's ever seen. If you can't keep the person that you get, you got to ask yourself why. That's true. And if you came from the hood, you probably know why. Because, again, just like you said, we're both taught equally not to be too emotional. Y'all are okay to be emotional to a degree. Mm-hmm. But we have zero tolerance for emotion. Right. right? So, But y'all's is it's a little bit more accepted, but it's accepted in a more dysfunctional That's way. way. That's true. Right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. ours is just zero, so y'all's are dysfunctional. Here it comes together with zero and dysfunction. Like, really? Really. And then there's no balance. There's no balance <laughs> there's in no that. Balance. So, no but balance. we're not taught that. We're not just we're just not taught. It's just not taught. Balance is what balance is to me is logic mixed with emotion. You all, you're gonna need emotion. Emotion is a is a is a necessity. Mm-hmm. Like it lets you know that something is wrong. Right. It's a feeling that says, Hey, don't go in there. It's a feeling, hey, don't don't do that with that person. Mm-hmm. Like you get you get emotions to let you know something is wrong internally. Exactly. But then you got to use logic, mm-hmm. and the fact that logic is out of the way and emotion has flooded the situation and is overran most situations. Mm-hmm. Most relationships are ran on their emotions, not logic. The, exactly. How you feel about somebody, what they look somebody. like, what they smell like, how the sex was, like all of that type of stuff is what drives a person to say, hey, I want to be with you. And that also leads to temporary void, filling temporary void. So people all, we all have voids, right? We come from mm-hmm. situations, relationships, mm-hmm. family members, parents, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking for this person for that attachment to fill that, that void, mm-hmm. but never utilizing the logic. Mm-hmm. To be able to relate to that person truly. Mm-hmm. And then you're failing again. Again, it goes back to your question. But why? Why am I not succeeding in this? Why am I not, not in a relationship? Why am I not? Why am I doing the same things? <laughs> or why are the same things happening to me? Let me say it that way. Because you're traumatized. Traumatized. Period. Like, traumatized people don't know they're traumatized. So, in theory, people say that there's help for your trauma, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that there's not. Mm -hmm. However, (laughs) it has to be the mindset that's able to allow that trauma to be reduced, subside, move forward, get pet, those type of things within that individual, right? Mm -hmm. 
So you can go through all these sessions. You can go through these conversations with people. You can do all of those things that make that surface feel like you move past it. Mm. But then you meet that person that has those triggers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that take you back to that same place. Mm-hmm. And you're back at, what, one? Zero. Sub, sub nine. I don't know. <laughs> it depends on what, how deep that trauma was for you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big problem. We got to deal with that stuff. You got to deal with your child. That's why we have all those hoods in the, in the Under the Hood Academy because there's so many different areas. Everybody won't be affected by it all, but there's going to be something in, in you that's mm-hmm. going to be that big thing for you, regardless of what it is. You may carry it the rest of your life, but you're just going to learn how to manage it. But if you never start managing it, you're never, never going to have it. That's it. You're never going to have a, a healthy situation. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And then that carries on when we we talk about, and I don't believe in what people think are generational curses, but if you haven't, you know, educated yourself and you have a certain condition of mindset, don't you carry that on to your children? Yeah. You pass the baton on to them. Somebody pass it on to you. Yeah. 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 So we have to find a way and a means to develop that, to get past that. We got to redefine Exactly. Just speaking about what the relationships are, we got to redefine what a relationship is. Like, we can't go by what we've been taught and what we've been doing. We got to define. Like, I, I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I actually asked this person, like, so what is it you actually want in a relationship? They knew everything they didn't want because that's the trauma that comes out of the hood. Somebody's not going to be cheating on me. Somebody's not going to be doing all these this crazy dysfunctional <laughs> stuff, right? I was like, well, okay, stop. Okay, just let's just stop. Let's just let's reverse this situation. Mm-hmm. What is it you want? That part. They couldn't even answer the question. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so you're so stuck in your trauma that you know what you don't want and you focus on that and, that's, and you're wondering why you keep getting that. Because that's mm-hmm. all that's coming out of your mouth. And when you speak, you are committing an initiation. It's a ritual. When you speak. So when you speak it, you're putting that into the universe to come back at you at some point. But if you're not speaking what you want, how do you expect to get it? That's true. I actually learned that a long time ago, too, that you speak what you want. Because like you said, the universe is absorbing all of those things. And you're putting those things that you want, that energy out. So Mm -hmm. you got to speak what you want. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I understand that question and your statement. A lot of people, if that question is is asked, the first thing they respond to is what I don't, don't want. want. Yeah. So what do you want? Like <laughs> <laughs> That's why you can't even recognize a good person when they show up. Like you don't even know what that is. Exactly. And so the second question is going to be do you know who you are? That's part right there. And a lot of people can't answer that. Without answering their job career, exactly. <laughs> like nah, man. Like who are you, yo? Like who are you? What's your? What makes you function? What makes you function? Everything has a purpose. An ant has a purpose. A bee has a purpose. Its its job is to pollinate plants so that we can have new plants to grow, to repollinate and grow, and keep the air clean and everything it's supposed to do. Exactly. What is your purpose? And that was the third thing I was gonna say. What is your purpose? <laughs> like you have to know your purpose who you are, and what you want. Those are three key factors of life. Yeah. And if you don't know those things, then you need to do some soul searching. You need to do some understanding. You need some me, me and me time. Mm, a whole lot of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it really works. Trust mm-hmm. me. Trust me. It really works. That me time works. Mm-hmm. But um, I won't say that like we were sharing. Experiences with past relationships, past people, I'm sorry, Relationships with past people are experiences that lead us to the understanding of who we are, mm-hmm. ideas of what we want, mm-hmm. and gaining purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In a major way. In a major way. In a major way, because that person is your mirror. Should be. No, they are. They should be. I don't care how they showed up, they're your mirror. <laughs> Like something. Okay, that's true. I can I can understand what you mean by that. If they showed up, knight in shining armor, and everything was all good, I mean you're doing good inside. Like, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. You would you. Mm-hmm. I'm I don't believe in attraction. I'm not one person that believes in the law of attraction. I just don't. Okay. I believe in the law of choice. Like you okay. can attract anything, but what you chose to be with is what's in your mind that you said is okay. That's 
Hmm. Right? True. You're not attracting it. You can attract anything. But, oh, I want that one. Out of all 10 of those people that talk to me, I want that one. Why mm-hmm. you want that one? Mm-hmm. Because it's something in your head. Got it. Right? Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, I guess... Without going back to your purpose thing, without purpose, there's no idea, there's no way to figure out what you want. Right. If you're not functioning on purpose, you have no idea what you want. You're going by what society says is normal, what you've been around, mm-hmm. all of that, you're like mm-hmm. what your friends have been doing, like <laughs> your family has told you. Like you're going by with everything external outside of yourself because mm-hmm. you don't know you. But once you get to know you, those things will never work. Example. When I was coming up, I used to never like talking to girls. Let me clarify that, right? Because <laughs> we are in a different world, right? Yes, we are. Like, and we live in a different state. We live, <laughs> we live in a different state, well, too. Well, we live right? at, you better get some clarity yeah, on that. Yeah, No <laughs> HO on that, y'all. But um, I didn't like to chase down girls. I had friends that would chase girls down. Like, they would see them in traffic and bust U's on them and try to get at them. Like, see them in the mall and run them down all the way down the mall. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah, that's a little much. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a lot, right? That's like, a lot. I'll kind of be scared if you turn around and maybe you turn or chase me down in the mall. Well, L.A., growing up there, it was a different story. Everybody okay. was trying to holler at people. But um, it just was never me, though. Like, okay. I just didn't like that concept. Um Talking to people in clubs, eight thousand dudes trying to talk to you, and like here I come, eight thousand and one. Like I don't, I don't like doing that. I don't like meeting people in those arenas. But my friends used to do that. Mm-hmm. This is what was happening back in those days, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of like did what was normal. But I'm more of the person that would like to meet you on a one-on-one situation if I see you. I'm not gonna go do all of that. But for me, I got in trouble every time I did that. Why? Because I always chose based upon what you look like. That's why I'm turning around uh, and talk to you. Okay. I didn't, okay. I didn't know me at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know me to say, okay, that's for them. Let them do them. I'll pick, figure this out on my no. own. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't know that at the time. Okay. So I was just a product of the environment I grew up, just trying to kind of fit in. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. So if you grow up in that environment, you, in any of those environments, you're going to kind of acquiesce to what you've seen majority of your life without knowing who you are. And the same thing applies to everything else, getting a job or relationship, even raising kids, uh, where you're going to live, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. It still goes along with the same program. That's true. That's true. So how did you change that? Like, <laughs> Because you've been married. Mm-hmm. You've been in relationships. Mm-hmm. So did you get to the you and you or were you still trying to find? I mean, we always trying to find a way, so I can't really say that. But where did you get to that next step, if you will? Losing my wife. Not lose. She didn't pass away. Let me be clear again. Listen, but, what's the clarity going on tonight? <laughs> Let me be clear. I know people be you taking stuff. You coming off? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, people be taking stuff and running with the different directions. Yeah, like, but. he said she died. <laughs> Listen, we're not saying that. No, no. It's clarity no. on this understanding. Because <laughs> we broke up. Um... And when we broke up, it kind of like broke me down to figure out this is my second divorce, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I was almost married before her. I was married before her. And I was almost married once again before her. So after her, it was like, why do I keep starting over? Like this is not cool. Like where does where is this coming from? Um, it literally broke me down to the point where I had to be like, I was doing some prayers. And I was just like, I don't know how to be a man. Mm. Like, I was taught this stuff wrong. Like, there's something wrong with this concept that I keep going back through it. And when I talk to the same people, like in the video I made about me talking to my ex, like, I did that with a couple of them. Like, it wasn't just her. But I was like, the common denominator was the same thing that she was saying. Wait a minute. You you did this with a couple of exes? Yeah. Uh, I talked to a couple of them. Like, okay. All right. Uh, it wasn't just her. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. No. Ain't nothing wrong with it. No, but you all do have to see this. It It, it is on YouTube. Yeah. Um, because I have to say just here, I was very intrigued, if you will. And um, I'm an outside-the-box kind of woman. Being able to have that kind of conversation with your ex and allow your ex to tell you the things that caused your relationship to mm-hmm. end, why you all had a divorce, but being able to still have a conversation with your ex. That's a that's that's great, and a lot of people can't do that. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, a lot of people cannot do it. They didn't see themselves. They didn't see themselves, and in that, 
now that you're having those conversations, how do you feel about hearing the things about yourself? I feel good because it lets me know my growth. But does it also let you know that you agree that you were that person? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I mean, I grew up in South Central in the, this is again, if you grew up in the hood, hood you got to understand <laughs> you grew up in the hood. Like when you, you ever lived in the hood and then you left living in the hood mm-hmm. and then you come back to the hood and mm-hmm. you're like, I don't want to be here right now. But you know what? Yeah, I, I, I have and I have and, and I've done that. But one, I had a conversation and someone was um, discussing, and this was an older person. Mm-hmm. One thing that they loved, the difference between the hood and the suburbs is the hood always washed out for you. And they love that concept. And uniquely enough, if you think about it, though, think about it. I don't know about that part. Well, I, well you was in L.A. Like, I'm coming from D.C. Like, I heard, okay. like, the neighbors know the neighbors. They know your children. They, you know, they looked out for crime, things like that. Listen, community moms, all that was in effect in the, mm. in the era that I was. Well, we're both in the same era. Mm-hmm. But in that era of growing up in the hood, it was, mm-hmm. it was those things. Oh, yeah. That made the hood, you know, the suburbs a lot different from the hood at the time. But again, with the mindset of the hood understanding, I get that. Because in still dealing with that part of it, you're conditioned to have a certain mindset. Mm-hmm. Your survival, you know. And you can see why, you know, men, we were in the hustling era, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So a lot of our men back then were hustling. And I, and I said this on one of my shows, I used the analogy of... Men that were hustling in that era, mm-hmm. they had to survive. And they were surviving for their families. They had to provide for their families. Mm-hmm. So that meant they were on the streets 24 hours a day. They didn't know who they were serving. They didn't know what people were going to walk up to them. They were living the life, the fast life. They had to make sure that their families were taken care of. And that meant that that woman, whatever she wanted, she got. But what was the support for him? That man honestly may be feeling inside fear for being out there because you never know who's going to come up and put a gun to his head, you know, rob him. He can't share that emotion because he knows this is what he's got to do. Do we have to do that? Well, he's made a decision to do so. Mm. And in that decision, he has a mate that's balanced, not not even balanced, wants the same thing. She wants that fast life. She wants that purse, that bag, that house, whatever the case may be. But she's not putting into the thought. Or care about his well-being. Hmm. All, he's providing for my home and I'm getting everything I want. It's the selfishness in it to me. Mm-hmm. But again, I use that analogy to say, again, the condition of the mindset and that man not being able to express, express himself, that's a lot. We don't ever think about our black man having to and be in a survival mode. The mindset that they, or the feelings or the emotions that they're going through, and yet now we're dealing with, or now is publicly being seen about them suffering, you know, suffering in silence, the suicide rate, Mm -hmm. the black on black crime, you know, and the brutality that goes on. Mm -hmm. But these are things that have been happening. Mm -hmm. But yet, where's the accountability? Like no one is taking accountability because it's not just you men by yourself. Mm-hmm. I get the conditioning, I get the upbringing, I get the hood. Mm. But there's got that goes back to my balance. Yeah, you know, we get these, you get in these relationships. You're hoping, and I think, and maybe I may be wrong. You may be getting in this relationship to hope that the balance means that you can actually be yourself in that situation, right? As a man, you mean? Yeah, whatever no. aspect of a man, you don't have to be in a relationship. I mean, I to do able, now. Yeah, but no, I mean, what I'm saying in is, that mindset, no. Yeah, back then. Yeah, no. But now, in this relationship that you have now. I don't have one now. No, I'm just... Okay, let's... <laughs> <laughs> he's single, y'all. He's single. But no, I'm just saying... Okay, let's say going into a new relationship that yeah. you would want. Mm-hmm. You would want it to be where you can be expressive, wouldn't you? Of course. Be yourself. Absolutely. Be, be what is Ralph Trisvon's song, Sensitivity. No, not like that. You don't want to do it that far? <laughs> we ain't going to cry? I mean, I mean, keep it all in was crying. All I mean, if time, oh, whining. I'm sorry. They were whining. Let me take that back. I mean, a friend of mine died a couple of weeks ago. I cried for that. But, yeah, but you should be able to. Yeah, you should be able to. And I, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. That's my boy. Um, right. And I'm sorry, by the way. Thank you. Honestly. Um, but he was a big victim of PTSD. Really huge victim. Oh, wow. Huge one. But. Spent 22 years in prison because he was trying to live out the PTSD, got mm-hmm. out six years and died. 
Because he went back to the same thing. Did he not? Or was he transitioning? No, he just passed away from a heart attack. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, but I'm sorry. He just, uh, he was a big victim of that whole mindset. I could never talk to him and, and, and reason with him with that mindset. But, yeah, it's, it is it is a purpose of when you get into a relationship now, yes, absolutely. I have to have that because I know who I am. Mm -hmm. I know what a man's position is. I need you to know what my position is too. That part. So that we can know what my position is, right? right? That way you can respect my position. I can respect your position mm -hmm. and we can make this thing balance. The balance is the key. Right? <laughs> That's my favorite word. <laughs> but if you it's ask It's a balance for me. If you ask the average person from the hood what a man's position is, mm -hmm. protect provide yeah. i ain't that and survive i'm way more than that like yeah. come on like i'm not that's not my whole job so if i can't provide and protect you what's my job then you mean i only got two words that's it that's terrible but you're right you're right no you're right i'm gonna need you to do some more research on what a man is because that ain't all we do y'all need to understand our men get into y'all men honey and men get into your women, too. I'm not going to exclude us because, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a balance. It's a balance. It's a balance. Yeah. It's a balance. And that's what makes it important. <laughs> so, again, you have these videos um, on YouTube to educate. Now, did you, you didn't do them just solely because you wanted to vent. So, because some people, you know, y'all kill me. Y'all take things in the wrong perspective and feel as though people are doing everything in vain or just want to be seen and this and another. No, some of y'all need some help and some of y'all need to pay attention. Mm -hmm. um, basically, and that's why Riley the Red Pill platform is what it is because I want to share the education. Experiences are real. Things in life that are real. And people need to know these things. Mm -hmm. So, this year is on YouTube. What is on, what's your YouTube page? I'm sorry. I just clicked on the link because, <laughs> you know, we communicate. It's Hill PTHD. Okay. That was where that video was located? Mm -hmm. Okay, so everything is on there. Mm -hmm. It is. Mm -hmm. And um, definitely check it out. I know about the other exercises. It's a little series. And I'm not even being funny. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it, it could be a series because this is a multiple axes that you have. So don't, I, I was not being disrespectful. I was being, I was asking, was it a series based on how the conversation goes? You sound like a gigolo. <laughs> you said, how many did, how many interviews did you do? Um, but my ex is three. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you did, so you said it like, yeah, me and my ex, you know. I was like, oh, how many is this going to be? I mean, you know, we, we count the ones that we were in real relationships with, mm -hmm. but I count the ones too that. I was in like semi relationship with, mm. right? So anybody that I've I've chosen to say I'm going to date you, mm -hmm. like I want to know what that looked like. Gotcha. If I can still talk to you, some people I don't want to talk to. Let's just be honest; they're yeah. not they're not worthy of, of the conversation. Oh, that's true. But very the, true. The people that you can actually still communicate with, then yeah, I want to know what that experience was. Right. How else am I going to know what I look like in the mirror? Like unless I ask you. Exactly. Exactly. That is key. But just because <laughs> that's super, I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking about, yeah, that, that's true. I don't want, I don't want to talk to those people either. Mm -hmm. It is some relationships. Uh, it, we were speaking about relationships, right? Mm -hmm. There are definitely some relationships I don't even want to revisit. Have a conversation, think about, mm -hmm. talk about. Well, I might talk about it because it might help somebody. I will say that, but. Um, the rest of that, I leave it to what it is. Just see, as usual, you are a phenomenal, phenomenal man. You have so <laughs> much to offer. So many different entities of who you are and the things that you are doing to help yourself and the community. Mm -hmm. um, definitely tell people how they can reach you because I know you have different companies. And we need to acknowledge all of them because you're helping people in all aspects of different <laughs> things. So don't, don't be shy now. Tell people how to reach you. Well... To reach me for PTHD work, you can go to the website, healpthd.com. All information is there to get involved. Um, I also help people with traffic violations. Um, it's called ticketfacts.com. If you have warrants and stuff like that, you're not sure what to do, I do. <laughs> right? Good. I know how to help you get your license back. I know how 
to help you uh, beat the ticket in general, walk okay. away without paying a dime to them. Okay. That's what I do on that. Um, indigenous rhythms, you asked me about that when yeah, I walked in. Yeah, I did. In. I did. He come well, in here with all this, his paraphernalia and stuff. I'm like, what, what's going on? What are you talking about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, indigenous rhythms is like, uh, it started off as an event thing I was doing in L.A., I was throwing cultural okay. events and festivals okay. and stuff, but I then it morphed into like making music too, because I make music too. So um, I try to make music to combat the airways that's going out right now with okay. this music. So with me and other people that I work with, we try to put music together that makes sense, that's still fire, but you know, it just has a different vibration to it, okay. a more uplifting vibration. Um, we're not preaching, it's still hip hop, it's still real soul music. It just has a different connotation and message to it. So I still do the festivals and I still make the music. That's what this is for. Okay. Um, and on top you, of that. I told y'all he wear a lot of hats. I told y'all. On top of that, I'm a I'm an African spirituality babalao. Uh, I teach spirit African spirituality called Ifa. So. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you for coming on Riley the Red Pill Talk Show. And expressing and sharing all of that information. Um, ladies, like I said, y'all y'all don't get the pleasure of seeing the men when they're in front of me. But <laughs> <laughs> they always fine. But seriously, just here, thank you so much. Thank you. And um, he will be back. We'll have him back on. Because um, he's doing some more things that we need to talk about. So y'all look out for this gentleman because he's a force to be reckoned with. Thank you. Thank you. You all have a good night. A shizzle. <laughs> You're on the ride along. We're bringing back that R&B. It's a vibe, y'all.